Hey gang, it's me, Mike here. Uh, dropping in pre-ep, which usually isn't good news, and this week it's certainly not. Uh, great ep today, uh, as you'll hear, but I gotta warn you, there's some audio issues throughout the episode. I've tried to fix them for the last few days, and it's just not gonna happen. Uh, it's the best that it can be. A lot of it is fine, um, but they do pop up now and then and i just wanted to give you a heads up that i'm aware okay save the tweets i can hear it um but yeah like i said you could it's still very listenable um so yeah i hope you enjoy the episode and i'm sorry i'm sorry i let you down i'm sorry sean i'm sorry bill i'm sorry to my family and friends my co-workers and um my enemies apologies to y'all i blew it again Okay, I'm snake bit recently in terms of audio recording. Um, it's probably karma for the cold-blooded murders that I've been performing um, at night. All right, enjoy the app. Bye. Hello, and welcome to The Secret Garden. My name is Michael Antonelli. And I'm Sean Comstock. And this is a Bruce Springsteen podcast, where we go album by album, track by track, through the boss's entire career, and uh, celebrate the man um, from New Jersey. Sean and I are lifelong friends and Bruce fans. This is episode number four. And today we're doing 1978's Darkness on the Edge of Town. And today, uh, in addition to this being my favorite album, I have one of my uh, other very favorite people that is also an appreciator of the album. We got a guest, okay, folks? It's not just me and Sean this time. We're going special guest. If you're, uh, of course, a member of the Doom Thugs family, this guy's, you know, a dear friend of yours, too. Please welcome to the Secret Garden our very, very dear friend, Bill. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, He's back, baby. This is it. It's been so long since we've podcasted together, hasn't it? Yeah. With a mirror of Gardendale. And the Pied Piper of Milmont. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> How are you, Bill? It's great to see you. Uh, pretty good. Good. Holding up all right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Bill, please tell us uh, your relationship, uh, your fandom uh, of Bruce. How'd you get into him? What a, Tell us from the beginning of your entire life. I mean, I always knew like the bigger hits just from born to run born yeah. in the usa yeah just from you know mom and stuff parents listen and then once i started hanging out with sean and you you guys were huge bruce fans and started mm-hmm. listening to dip, deeper cuts and i'm like never heard this song <laughs> and then yeah just from there beautiful beautiful and i mean okay so we're doing darkness on the edge of town today right mm-hmm. and you were telling us earlier 
that uh, uh, our local stadium in Philadelphia, the Spectrum, when it was closing down, they had a lot of great shows, including Bruce Springsteen playing Darkness on the Edge of Town, right? Yeah, he had four concerts that he played for his first four albums, I think, all mm-hmm. the way through. And me and friend um, Donnie, he... Um, seen darkness on the edge of town yeah that's the first time i seen them and it was a spectrum right before it closed i think pearl jam was the only band after them yeah. to play that's awesome yeah yeah how was seeing a concert there i've only ever seen phantoms games and i think i'm Phantoms-y. pretty sure it wings. was the spectrum uh no i never saw wings uh. game. never saw wings game but i saw monster jam somewhere i'm not sure if it was the spectrum or the center i think it was the spectrum yeah, but they did them there. Yeah, how was it? How yeah. was it? We were like pretty much the top level, mm-hmm. but it was still smaller, so still could see them pretty good. Yeah, yeah, good. Fuck yeah! And uh, how many times have you have you seen the boss? Three. That was the first time. Okay. Then one time with my wife Jackie mm-hmm. at the Spectrum, and then actually used used to with used to at Citizen Bank at the record breaking longest concert ever longest concert ever yeah we talk about that show a lot on the shows as people know bill was there bill was there it was an unbelievable concert i was um in my research for today's episode i was watching a uh, 1978 news interview story on youtube and in that show the news anchor was marveling at like uh bruce played for three plus hours last night at the (laughs) uh, at the at the uh, garden so he goes he's they've always gone long yeah but uh not not like that that was insane crazy to get older and then you'd play longer you'd think it'd go the other way (laughs) right right i just you know he says in his book how uh (laughs) that's basically the only time he's happy is when he's on stage (laughs) yeah he's just (laughs) miserable no matter what else he's doing yeah 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 um so folks we got some uh we got something to talk about (laughs) <laughs> we got some Bruce news. Ooh. Okay. Um, of course, uh, I don't know if any, if, if out there, if anyone knows, but Bruce was recently arrested, right? Yeah. For DWI driving Allegedly. while intoxicated. <laughs> now, uh, from what I read, he was drunk on his motorcycle. And, um, the, the funniest part of the story to me he was saying a bunch of anti-semitic stuff no <laughs> that was Mel Gibson. Gibson. Gibson but uh like something in the story was something like uh he he was doing a field sobriety test and they asked him to take like 10 steps and he took like 30 <laughs> or something like that but you know do you think the cop knew it was bruce it was in new jersey right yeah, but I mean, it depends on how old the old guy was. Yeah. I mean, if it was some twenty-year-old kid, I could see somebody fucking like. I mean, there are twenty-year-old kids that would pull over uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates in a car and be like, "Who the fuck are you?" Yeah, <laughs> fucking I walk mean, the line, bitch. But but when you you get his license, it says Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, yeah. like that's, that's a name. That's uh, yeah, you would think. But I mean, also. If he was drunk on a motorcycle, you got to you got to arrest him. You can't be like, "All right, you're free to go, boss." Uh, but uh, it's what we all would do. <laughs> sorry for pulling you over. Here's some cash. <laughs> I would drive him to his house. Yeah, yeah. Make him play me a concert. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, in your house. Can you sign my police car? <laughs> <laughs> 
I've I've been hearing I've been hearing stuff about you have some conspiracy theory hot take uh, thing uh, with this whole ordeal. Um, yeah. So this was the big thing with this commercial that just came out. A uh, Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. Jeep, which I think he only drives Jeeps, is what I've seen before. Mm. Does he? Yeah, I don't know. It's, well, that's what they're I didn't check us. my source. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was either his first or second commercial ever. Probably I'm, His first one might have been in like the 70s or something like yeah. that. And I think maybe I got the, D, the DWI or not. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter either way. No. But then it the news came out right after the super bowl and the commercial so now people don't watch commercials a lot anymore they got their netflix yeah. and their youtube yeah 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 so they don't watch commercials and um so now i think they probably did that so people are like, oh i want to see that Bruce. more eyes on that commercial yeah. oh this is all big jeep yep. yeah it's a big, big 4d yep. chess they by like, jeep. yeah some big Jeep CEO is doing shots with Bruce. He's like, hop on the Triumph, dude. Fuck it. Let's do... Okay, you're about to leave on your motorcycle. Let's do a shot right now. Yeah. Then you can go. Well, you know, and hey, man. So, if you're... Also, the, the, this apparently happened in November. The timing. Why is the story just the get leaked now? Exactly. So, Bruce is innocent. Free Bruce. We're starting a GoFundMe to get him out of prison. I've had one, Bruce. I know what it's like. <laughs> Making t-shirts. So they're going to be on Etsy soon. Yeah. Free uh, Bruce. I did. You think he got cuffed? I got cuffed, Bruce. <laughs> I'm sure he got cuffed. I mean, it's the law, right? What can you uh, do? I don't know. I don't know. Bill, you, wa- Bill watched me get cuffed. He got cuffed. <laughs> now, when you get cuffed, hands behind your back. Oh yeah, what else? And then you just got to go in and sit on your yeah, hands. They they put put your head down so you don't hit your head. You and Bruce were the same in that you both refused to take the the test, right? Uh, yeah, I spit on all the cops. He <laughs> didn't do that. I didn't do that either. Yeah, but you know, I think he's going to be all right. What's he going to lose his license for a year? Oh, pay yeah. pay big, some fines. Big, big Have deal. someone drive him around. Though. Right, right. Yeah. I think uh, I think it'll be all right, but. Uh, Watch out there in Freehold. They don't. They take uh, drinking and driving very seriously, yeah. apparently. But what can you do? Now, we're talking about, as I said, 1978's Darkness on the Edge of Town. Uh, me, personally, this is an album I got into later, more recently. Actually, like this calendar year, I really started really fucking with this album in a major way. Um, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Obviously, it's a classic. But uh, what's uh, what about you? What do you do? You have a I, relationship with the album at all before this? I mean, my my relationship is that uh, in the order that I really started listening to the albums, it was Born to Run, probably Born in the USA, and then Darkness was third. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those albums where I would listen to the hits off of, mm-hmm. and then somehow i ended up maybe it just got left on or something mm-hmm. and i'm like what you know i didn't even notice that this was on i mm-hmm. wasn't thinking about it and then you listen to it again and i'm like this is fucking amazing this yeah is a great album yeah and i think the contrast from the other ones is is maybe why i like it i'm also kind of a pessimist by nature so this album's kind of it's dark it's a little darker sorry about that yeah yeah. Oh. Oh. For sure. It's it's the uh, it's the answer to the hopefulness of 
born to run and the you know we're gonna get out of this town you know this town's not gonna define me this is the yeah it is brother you're yeah. trapped <laughs> yeah sometimes you gotta fucking work yeah yeah i mean bruce did and bruce as we say a hundred times makes it very clear these are he's speaking for these characters yeah, he does not claim to be this type of person no. in any way which you got to respect no he's always prided himself on not working <laughs> yes. doing what yes. he loves yes 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 i mean he fucking did he even have a driver's license at this point i don't know yeah i'm not sure no nah, probably he i pr- think yeah he did because he has that story about uh driving into the city and not having being short of the toll by one penny so he got out of the toll booth started digging through his girlfriend's car to find a single penny uh gave it to them and then they were like we can't take this because one of these is a canadian penny or something and then he just was like you just please let me (laughs) i don't have enough gas to turn around and make it home you're going to kill me if you don't let me through (laughs) and they did god bless them uh but yeah so this is the album. This is the follow-up to now Bruce's, you know, he had a smash hit album in Born to Run. And uh, this is the follow-up to that. Could be tough. It's a tough step to make. You know what I mean? Uh, this also comes after a long legal battle with his former manager. And, and, and it's uh, a lot going on. Um, also, in this recording session... Uh, I know you. We watch, there's a great documentary, The Promise, the making of this album, yeah. which is awesome. It's unbelievable how much footage they have from that time period. Just, yeah, but um, they record like so. How many songs are on Born to Run Nine or whatever? And yeah. They recorded ten songs in that session, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's ten songs on this album. During these sessions, they recorded 50, 50 60 songs. Yeah. Unbelievable amount of yeah. Uh, and it was you know you start to see. Uh, him own the moniker being the boss and the obsession kicks in and then you have uh later jimmy iveen comes into the picture and kind of gives him a a tutorial on you know uh, sound engineering right but they're a bunch of dumb kids in a studio trying to make big sounds and canceling different ones out and and you hear in the documentary we were watching how Bruce keeps saying stick, stick. He yeah. keeps hearing a stick. Yeah. And it's like the guitar can be so loud, but then you're going to be taken back from the drums. Yeah. Something's got to yeah. be louder than the other things. Yeah. They got a real lesson in how important mixing is and things like that. Like so much studio time was seemingly wasted uh, just not knowing how to do anything. Yeah, and you is, can see how like insane Steve Van Zandt's going because he's throwing away hit songs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll get into it. Uh, uh, because the Night, of course, by Patti Smith and the song Fire are like two gigantic smash hit songs that yeah. he wrote and just gave away. And Steve Van Zandt was kind of like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. You know, Thanks. We're gonna, I, I need to make money too, okay? I got to keep wearing these strange hats and things like that um so we got 1978 i'm looking at some facts for the year here. oh i'd love Ooh. to hear them i would love so to hear them it's kind of a little little different than what everybody's going through right now but uh in 78 there was a teacher strike in the united states and it was actually extending the summer for kids 
I would love that. Sweet. So that I would so now that. Kid, they're actually talking about kids going to school through the summer. So kids <laughs> now are dealing with the complete opposite yeah. of that. Uh, the Volkswagen Beetle stop production. Ah, oh, tragic. Like it's like the death of the seventies. Yeah, of yeah. Dollars plunging. Um. You know, you got uh, the Susan B. Anthony dollar, those things you throw away. They they started making them. Wow. And, uh, yeah, nothing too crazy. Some good movies came out, right? What's pop oh, yeah. culture looking like at this time? Was I know Rocky? Charles too. Grease, Saturday Night Fever, Close oh. Encounters of the Third Kind. Brother, Animal Grease House. and Saturday Night Fever came out in the same year. Oh, I know, right? Travolta, brother. Oh, what yeah. a year for women, that. Women were leaving their husbands. Yeah. Just hoping to thinking that 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 John Travolta's out there when yeah. really they're not. <laughs> uh, the Deer Hunter, one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Star Wars, that's epic. No, of course, I never heard of it. So that year, uh, and then you know the BGs were big. Wings, obviously, the Grease soundtrack was fucking huge. It was probably the biggest song. Yeah, there. yeah. So he's coming in with, uh, you know, uh, not what I guess would be considered to be the, you know, the commercial kind of hitness of uh, Born to Run. Yeah. Kind of going. Uh, this is also, uh, he talks about in his book, this is like uh, the the punk punk starts to come come around and, and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, wow. So I guess this is probably the, uh, just to be clear to everyone at home, I when I talk it's completely out of my ass at all times but this BG this is like the end of disco right so disco's kind of yeah didn't go into the 80s this is the end of the 70s yeah I think when the stones like started like kind of releasing discoish songs everybody's like this is like this isn't cool yeah <laughs> everybody's just like fuck disco right but disco does kick ass I think oh disco disco's great rules, man. I love uh, disco bands yeah it's like it's it's like the macho thing like you know when we were in school and like in sync and shit was hit like dudes are like fuck them but they but, knew every word yeah exactly yeah, it's like i love to dance and feel good like, like what's the problem with that when i talked to older guys from work we were um i was listening to elo at work i love elo and yeah. uh he was listening to, you know he's singing along with me and he's an older guy and he was like you know listening to elo it it's fucking disco music. It, it would be like if you liked ABBA, like mm-hmm. liking ELO. But I never looked at it that way growing up. I was like, oh, these are. I always looked at them as like a classic rock band. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they're a disco band. I mean, they're, wow. they're a dance kind of disco band. They're like in the same ballpark as ABBA. But yeah, way more successful, bigger hits, obviously. ELO, Electric Light Orchestra. Hello. Yeah, I don't oh, see anybody you, dancing. First song I ever did on karaoke, ELO, Telephone Line. <laughs> oh, great song. Uh, but ELO, Electric Light Orchestra. Light orchestra meant it was like just a couple string. You know what I mean? It meant like a small orchestra. I always thought it was like some fantastical name, like Electric Light uh-huh. Orchestra. Like, because like, they're, they're out there. It's like magical lights and stuff. Yeah. And like whimsical. And then Electric Spotlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was acoustic. more like that. Yeah, yeah. but, but uh, Jeff Lynn is a fucking genius. Oh, yeah. Um, I love him. I can't believe uh, some asshole you work with or something. Because they toured. Jeff Lynn did his tour pretty recently. And I remember we were all kind of talking about it. 
and you made a comment or something about like someone you work with or something was like yeah i saw them they're not very good in concert and for whatever reason that was like the i was like all right i'm not gonna see him then and then i didn't see him and i was like i should have just fucking Dude, everybody said that show was awesome. My mother right. and my brother went to right. that show. And right, should have fucking went. It was probably amazing. Yeah, I heard it was awesome. They were talking about it on Preston and Steve. They were saying how good that show was. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Uh, I love the version of everyone talk. Uh, so there's that video of um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame tribute to George Harrison where they play um, While My Guitar Gently Weeps and Prince does his insane guitar solo oh, at the yeah, end. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. I like in that video fucking Jeff Lynn singing even more. I think he's, I just think he's great. He's singing that song. Uh, this is now a Jeff Lynn ELO podcast. <laughs> we, 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 we have yeah, we transitioned. Uh, Want to check out the album cover you're holding there, uh, Bill? Yeah. Classic album. Classic cover. On the front, we got Bruce standing in, um, I believe, the photographer's mother's house or yeah, something. something like that yeah standing by the door v-neck undershirt with a black leather jacket and then just stand in front of the door flip it over on the back taking that jacket off jacket baby. off you know yeah, just showing those nips just a young man very you know looking very you know serious very angsty kind of you know he could hit the gym he could build chest a little bit build his arms up a little skinny but you know whatever that's the look back then everyone's so thin it's cool to be thin uh that's one thing i marveled at watching the documentary everyone is so thin and they're not like a huge coke band like they're not drug guys no, no. like how do they stay so thin i mean but what can you do just not eating food yeah, yeah. Just, bruce is like we're not eating until we're in the <laughs> studio for a hundred hours in a row <laughs> trying to figure out badlands but uh anyway we're having a good time i'm very happy to see you boys i mean we're in fucking we're about almost a year into this hell yeah. right yeah. march is when shit shut down so yeah. we're at the end of february um i i will not miss it no, <laughs> no i'm uh, pretty much done <laughs> completely bill you've been able to work at home haven't you yes uh w when it's over and they t call you back into the office is that going to be a welcome change for you or is that are you going to be nails in the carpet being drug in our uh like the ceo of our company has talked about it and i don't think we're gonna ever gonna go complete, ever completely we might do like a hybrid thing. Okay. Yeah. Or a couple days home, a couple like days rented office space or something. Yeah. Which I don't like talking to my coworkers anyway. I mean, right. so it's, I'm it's, it's wasteful, really. That's the way yeah. I, I mean, my brother has been going through it and the whole time he, everybody says they get more done at home. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's like less stress. If it's one less car on the road too, that's a good thing. Yeah. It, this has shown how useless so much of office life oh, is. God, yeah. Yeah. you could do so much just yeah people were uh not embracing the technology for no. a long time no. and, and it's we it's like why why do i have to be i could do the exact same work and like why do you need my fucking body here right? i think it's because of just laziness they didn't want to educate the workforce yeah. on how to use the technology and um and now now they're forced into it yeah. so it's just working out in that sense yeah. and bosses don't 
some bosses don't trust their employees enough. Right, right. Yeah. But I mean, some of the, I That's, know, I know people that have like, uh, like they can see how long you've been idle and stuff. Yeah. That would, I'd be paranoid. I would just be sitting there like moving the mouse constantly. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the, uh, the Simpsons where Homer gets so fat so he can work at home and he just, at one point he just has a stick poking the, <laughs> the keyboard. Like just like yep. sit on the couch and like have a stick, move the mouse around or tie, tie the mouse to your cat's tail. That's why it's moving all day. You know what I mean? Yeah. But or, like, um, like I also not only save time driving, mm-hmm. I take showers during the, my work. So I save time taking a shower. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. I got more free time. Absolutely. And you get to be there for your child. Yeah. And they're, they're, you know, you know, it's, it's, there are, good things to come out of this right yeah 100 percent. but but uh yeah um some of us uh can't work at home some of us are heroes me okay capiche just I'm kidding not, i'm not a hero <laughs> i complain <laughs> all the time uh, so, I'm, gl- I'm glad though i honestly i i just couldn't i could not work at home maybe i could if i i was i don't know i just to me it, it would drive me crazy. I think I like getting in my car. I like driving. I do like. I enjoy picking up my uh, daughter from daycare every day. Like drop. Not we. She goes two days a week. So mm-hmm. that that drive, like twenty minute drive there and stuff, I enjoy a lot. Yeah, now. yeah. Just seeing her, how excited she is to come out and yeah. see. Yeah, that's got to be cool. Yeah, I like. Uh, uh, I like commuting places, mm-hmm. just not work. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, um, I, I worked at home for, for a little while. Um, and yeah, I loved it. You know, I fucking, mm-hmm. you know, you wake up, turn on all of your computers and shit and just lay on the couch, wait for a call to come in, <laughs> you know, look at the email, fucking fuck. But it is tough. Because you really gotta, you really gotta motivate yourself. Because, because yeah. I could, you know. I'm always kind of like what Sean said earlier. I'm kind of like paranoid that they're gonna know if I don't do something. So I'm always trying to do something. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why people say Overwork. they're more done. Yeah. You're right. I like. Um, I mean, Shannon doesn't really have this, but I also like the fact that I leave my job where it is. So it's mm. like I, when I leave, I walk out of there. It's like day's over. Goodbye. I don't like being able to be accessed that much to the point where I've been I've been recently getting text messages now from mm. work. And I'm like right on the fence of being like, uh, we're going to need to stop this relationship. Yeah. because uh, you're going to need to start paying my cell phone if you want to do that. That's yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to read a work email unless I'm getting paid, yeah. brother. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's probably one of my top uh, perk of my job is that it does not come home with me in any way. I could, I could leave it there. Yeah. Um, but uh, if I could somehow stock shelves from my house, I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> like if I just had like a setup with a robot that I controlled by joystick. <laughs> And I mean, let's be honest, that's their plan. Replace me with some sort of sh- uh, shelf-stocking robot. Uh, that's why I, I destroy technology on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I behave like John Connor in the workplace. <laughs> uh, I love those, uh, you know, 
those fucking iPads that they put on the table at restaurants and shit. And the waitress is like, uh, or the server is like, you could just pay on there and order from there. And, and uh, let me teach you how to use this iPad. Yeah. That'll replace me, even though I'm getting paid $2 an hour. <laughs> for Do you have the, um, the iPad that takes your temperature at work? No. We have these at like every door. And uh, the one guy that comes in at the same time I am, he's a little older. His name's Chuck. Every time he goes up to it, it goes, stranger. <laughs> and it won't give him his temperature. What? And I keep, I have a conspiracy that, that Chuck is a ghost. He's not real. <laughs> Has anyone seen him other than you, really? Oh, Ooh. we got a sixth sense situation. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to have to look into that a little bit more. <laughs> Do you ever like just touch his arm or something? Make sure your, ha- never your hand touched, doesn't I've go never through. I've never touched him. Just start talking about Chuck to other people. The more I talk Chuck, about Chuck, the less people fuck? talk to me. So yeah. maybe that's... Who the fuck? Sean keeps talking about this guy, Chuck. I don't know. Nobody ain't on the payroll. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have, uh, we have this... Uh, uh, gun thing that when you look through it you look it looks like predator vision like it's the heat vision that reads yeah. your temperature oh that's awesome yeah it was um <laughs> it's very expensive and it's hooked up to a it was at one point hooked up to a tripod and uh i was temping someone and i tried to move it and i broke it <laughs> like i broke the piece of plastic it was on so now it just sits on a desk and you have to pick it up to take a temp but i already emailed my store manager and admitted to it so i feel like ours is fake it's not working properly because mm. i feel like it's been 97.3 every single day i've walked mm. in there so what i want to yeah. do is get a fake picture of myself and cut it out and then like have hot coffee behind it and see if it <laughs> <laughs> So it recognizes, like, it has facial recognition? Yeah, it, like, comes up almost like, uh, you know, like, uh, if you're doing a silly filter with one of those dumb apps on your phone, mm-hmm. and it, like, outlines your fi- your face, and then it just gives you a temperature reading. It's, like, five seconds. I have no idea how that technology works. That seems it Sounds made up. Yeah. So I didn't see the Bruce commercial. Uh, Is it good? Is it? I mean, corny it's a car commercial, right? Bruce yeah, has kind of talks. Of, uh, gets a little political. About, yeah, yeah. It's about uh, you know the end of it's like the reuni- the reunited states of America, and, mm. and he's like driving through the plains, and he's like, yeah, oh, you know, that's typical raspy, vo- low yeah. raspy voice. His current persona is kind of like a like a midwestern cowboy guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he's into. Well, I mean, his his daughter's equestrian. She's all into oh. horses and shit. God bless her. Yeah. I'm an Aquarius, too. Hey. Equestrian. Oh. <laughs> Remember um, in the in middle school? Our middle school had a planetarium, which is dope as hell. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, if you were good during planetarium, at the end of planetarium, light show. Mr. Berger would do a <laughs> light show, which was basically just all the stars spinning very quickly and he would play this is the dawning of the age of aquarius and it rocked oh it was amazing it was the best Mm -hmm. all the bad kids would be like planetarium sucks but i was like planetarium fucking rules oh yeah when those lights went out though that paper was flying oh yeah rubber bands rubber bands everywhere what was the name of the machine was it oscar oscar yeah wow don't throw anything at oscar (laughs) 
Yeah, they spent a lot of money on Oscar. Right. Wonder I, how that is now. I don't think they use it anymore, which is heartbreaking. Bullshit. Why wouldn't you use a planetarium? If they said I could go there for five bucks during yeah. the day. Oh, big time. There. Big time. Get an HJ in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good HJ story. I got an HJ in the planetarium. When he turned the lights down. It Shannon. Was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I guess we should do it, huh? Get right into it. Should we get into it? Um, we're going to start at the beginning, as we always do. Track one. Does anyone know what it is? We start with, I say, to me, I would think, in my mind, this is like the biggest radio hit on yeah the definitely mm-hmm. badlands this is the one that i've heard you know before i even knew what album it was one but we're gonna start out hot this is his first the first notes coming after born to run badlands Pete Rose. Fantastic, right? Such a good song. So good. I mean, the three of us, we're working stiffs, right? Mm-hmm. This is working stiff oh, yeah. music, 100%. Yeah. And this is uh, this is the first out. Uh, Steve Van Zandt, Miami Steve, Silvio Dante from Sopranos. Now he's in the band. He's officially a yeah. member of the band. And this is like... This is like when the E Street Band locks in for what it'll be for the most part yeah. going forward. Uh, but it seems like a funny thing with the E Street Band. Like, so every time, so Miami Steve left at one point and got replaced with Nils. But like, whenever someone leaves and then comes back, they don't kick out the person that replaced them. No. So now they, they have like. The band just gets bigger. There's like five guitar players now. <laughs> but this sounds great. Like, uh, they figured out. The mix, you yeah. know what I mean? Everything sounds so good. And the guitar sounds mean as fuck on this album. Right there, that sounds Bruce. When you hear that, that's Bruce. Clarence. Oh, 
and he said in his book and like this album so many songs from this album like if you go see Bruce in concert he's gonna play it like so this is oh, like yeah. the backbone of his live show yep. I feel like he opened up a lot for, with this right yeah yeah it's definitely like a, cause he he starts with this kicks you right everyone's in the face. going yeah, nuts kicks you right in the face so good now from that song we're gonna go to one uh badlands a plus yeah great song next song is i think one of the hardest fucking bruce songs there is oh, i love this song the song much. adam raised the cane is bad just listen to how it fucking starts okay oh the first time like bruce is screaming at many parts on the sound just like full fucking throttle just yelling and it's awesome like he ramps up right here this lot I was just thinking that I don't think I yeah, have this probably take would take so much out of him I have oh uh, uh, did he you see all these songs he's had his full album yeah that's you, you're this, so lucky Bill I think live I think this song he did like it, was, it felt more like jazzy maybe. he would have yeah, had to yeah, yeah he can't yeah, do that yeah. yeah it was pretty cool I thought just a I, different version I actually yeah. I like when artists do that they don't try to uh, go beyond their, their vocal range as they're getting older right because sometimes it just don't sound good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, goddamn. Goddamn. Yeah. Uh, d- when you when you saw, I assume, because, I mean, we know Bruce doesn't play a short show. Mm-hmm. I assume he didn't just play these these songs and then no. was like, see you later. Yeah, it was, I think these were the first, what's that? Ten, nine, first uh, ten, ten, and then uh, five hours of yeah. <laughs> supplemental. Yeah. He's like, oh, we decided to play every song of every album yeah. now. <laughs> oh, criminy. That, 
I don't know. I'm going through it now as as we're going through these, but that might be my number one. I, on I, this album? I, I think that song is so oh, fucking man. cool. Mine's a mine changes yeah. constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's definitely. I'd say definitely the hardest song on there, without a doubt. Yeah, and up until this point in his career, his hardest song yet, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I mean the like the guitar is such a different tone. It's like distorted. I don't know. I wish I knew more about music, but it just sounds so mean, yeah. so mean. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I wonder how much of that is Bruce, and how much of that is uh, Miami Steve. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like. If you heard somebody like doing an impression of like Bruce's like guitar, like I feel like that's the kind of sound you would hear. Yeah. Like you ever hear somebody that's really good on the guitar, like a YouTube video, and you'll Just, hear him play like Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, play, yeah. Like that song is the Bruce you would hear on the guitar. Mm. Like now, track number three, different tone, something in the night. Uh, this is my favorite song for a long time. Ugh. Puts you in the mood. This oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of Bruce music to me is makes me feel summer. Summer night music to me. Yeah, this is me. Uh, it's good calling this song in. Yeah. Riding around in your car, smoking uh, yeah. a nice cigarette. Uh, Windows yeah. down. 15 years old. <laughs> 12. <laughs> <laughs> And the, this album is just the band. Like, there's no orchestra on top. It's just yeah. the small group. interesting because uh it, it talks about how after they blew up immediately they got hit with uh you know bills from the irs for back taxes and he was saying like 
millions and millions of albums, so all this shit, and he didn't start fucking making money till 1982. Yeah, like so much. Yeah, like he was just broke as fuck. Yeah, through all this time, just fucking paying off all these people they owed money to the IRS. So that's that line. Uh, as soon as you have something, that send someone to try to take it away. That's yeah. like right from his real life. are all characters right that fucking most of their life is working their ass off right yep. and then what do you have you have your nights you have your weekends yep. it's like what do you what is it what keeps you fucking alive on earth you know what I mean it ain't the work day fuck no living for that weekend now this next song is my childhood favorite song. Definitely as a young person, this was the first song that I was like, this one rocks. Okay, we're going to Candy's Room. Oh yeah. Now this is, uh, I believe, a song about a young man in love with a, a, a sex worker, right? Yeah. Is that what it's about? Well, let's, let's see. I just love that hi-hat. <laughs> <laughs> in Candy's Room. There are pictures of her heroes on the wall. To get to Candy's room, had to walk the darkness of Candy's hall. Strangers from the city call my baby's number and they bring her toys. When I come knocking, she smiles pretty. She knows I want to be Candy's boy. Pretty good. good. Yeah, it's really good. You know it's Lent. <laughs> Eating meat. From which she just told me to get Wednesday. Yeah, she told me to get pizza and then she buys beef jerky. Are there mutual feelings between the, the narrator and Candy? Or Candy's 
working, right? Yeah, it feels like he's just like pining yeah. over. Right. Which he does in, in many songs. Yeah. There's always a character that's yeah, in love yeah. with, you know. This guitar. like to have seen more in the documentary and this is like in general they always kind of skip over this but like you know they didn't like originally plan for the songs to be on the album in the order they are yeah you know i would have liked to seen different how layouts like yeah how they originally maybe maybe steve wanted it to be this way mm-hmm. maybe he wanted to close with this song yeah because this album's kind of uh it has kind of that overflowing theme of like you know uh contrasting born to run a lot yeah yeah yeah. and uh but the songs like it it does seem kind of out of order like like all the songs i love so much but they don't they don't really flow the same way like they flow in a way where it's like each one hits you differently yeah like it's not like some of the other albums like um Wild the Innocent, everything kind of flows together. It feels like you're yeah. you're building up to something. And, uh, and and Born to Run, it, it's like a it it flows like a narrative story. Yeah, kinda. it's like up down, up down, up down. Yeah, because you know Bruce thought about the track order for. Well, he had so many months, months, yeah, months. especially because he had so yeah. many. Yeah. So yeah. how do you pare it down to these ten? And yeah. what was his reasoning for put putting these ten in order? I bet because he, he's not going to be like whatever order you want. I don't care. You know what I mean? No. Exactly. There's yeah. a there's a there's a very specific reason for all yeah. these, uh, and that's that's the second to last song on the on side one. And uh, I said Adam raised the game was my, this is probably my favorite. This might be my favorite song of all time. The next song coming up, uh, uh, as I say on this show all the time, my favorite Bruce songs are piano Bruce songs. And this is one of the best of all time. Track five, last song on side one. A uh, little bit of racing in the street. Oh, I so mean, good. I mean, I might cry in front of you guys right yeah. now. My cousin, who used to actually literally race in the street, he hadn't heard this song until like maybe two years ago, and I was playing it for him, and he was like, "This song is my life." <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't really—he's not a big Bruce fan. Yeah. He's like, "This song is my life." Tonight, tonight, 
fucking makes you you know get up in the morning it's not your fucking job right it's like what do you have outside of that man yeah you just summed up this song right there (laughs) that's it right god damn did you ever actually uh go up to island avenue and see kids racing in the street it it was fucking cool yeah high school yeah in high school yeah we go up there and just watch them and you know the cops would come and then they fucking ride around and then yeah. come back and do another fucking race just and, like straight drag rate like fast and furious style yeah. i live my life a quarter mile at a time exactly Ludacris is there yeah. <laughs> family were you up there in your uh in your caravan uh no i was up there a couple <laughs> times but it, it was a durango once Oh, Jesus. I sent you that tweet the other day, didn't I? It was like, the kids that drove uh, minivans in high school are the backbones of society. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, was such a compliment. <laughs> so there's, uh, from the doc, there were two versions of the song. One uh, with the girl in the song, and one without. And he asked Miami Steve which one he should do, and he's like, do the one with the girl he's like really he's like yeah he's like you know that's life you got a pal and then you get a girl comes along and then that's it (laughs) (laughs) but yeah you know how fucked up life could get like i'm just i'm just going to a street race oh this dude's so hot i'm gonna leave this dude with the camaro and get with this guy now she's just in some house in new jersey (laughs) fucking like she's like i used to blow that guy with that camaro (laughs) that guy had a way better job (laughs) (laughs) yeah this guy's been stealing cars (laughs) (laughs) it's fantastic though right just such a a good song this was probably do you remember this one in in concert at all did he this is i think when most of the band like took their first break oh yeah yeah, yeah it's a yeah, good song yeah, yeah. yeah definitely it was him good song and for that. piano pretty much no yeah. yeah play the acoustic i think yeah the acoustic. that's probably beautiful man yeah. so good well that's side one uh pretty good right yeah uh real quick i want to play uh take a quick break from the album and play the uh one of the Oh, the uh, the yeah, I'm gonna play. No, no, no. This is actually so. This was a song that they that Bruce wrote for this session, recorded, didn't like it, then gave it to 
Patty Smith, who made it into an oh, all-time yeah. smash hit, right? This song fucking rocks. Dude, how, how could you record this and not realize it? Well, he knew it was a hit. Yeah. He just didn't want it, it didn't on the fit. album. It didn't fit with the, the that's story what, that, And saying that, that's why I wanted to see what where the tracks originally were. Cause like, and you said he was broke, so he's probably trying to get money. Of, uh, true. That, right, yeah, absolutely. He could have saved this for another album. Yeah, yeah. Picturing Bruce and the E Street Band doing this song. Oh hell yeah! They they they're going to concerts. Yeah, so it's it is pretty epic. She was under uh, Clive Davis and that whole thing too, though. So it was probably pretty easy to get paid too for mm-hmm. him. Like he didn't have to deal with another fucking record company, yeah. probably. That was like her only hit too. That was it. But you know what? She did sing the shit out of that song. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love how much props he gives her, too, because he's like, she sang the shit out of that oh, song. Oh, yeah. Like, if this was going to be your one song, it's a pretty fucking good one. Into uh, another uh, big cover song, fucking uh, Sinead O'Connor. Nothing compares to you. Yeah, like Chris Cornell. They keep playing that fucking cover that he did, but that's a, a Prince wrote that. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Prince's version's really good too. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, his is excellent. Yeah. Uh, so back into it, and you know, fucking people say this all the time. This is an original thought, but fucking uh i believe it was i mean you know uh dolly parton wrote um uh what's that big whitney houston song dolly parton wrote uh i believe the tune in our future no uh i will always love you Mm -hmm. oh yeah 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 i think it was she wrote that and jolene in like the same day yeah wow how i you hear that about all lots of artists that yeah. do that. Why can't I be? Why was I born like this? Yeah. You know, what I mean? why can't I have just a raw anyway? So back to it. We're on side two now. Now side two starts a lot like side one. Promised Land and Badlands are similar songs. I think. Yeah. I I think I like Promised Land a little bit more. Yeah. Let's this love. this. Uh, Sometimes is my favorite Bruce song oh, of all yeah. time. I love this song. Yeah. I love when he's hitting the harmonica. Very interesting. He talks about 
he works, you know, he works with his daddy in yeah. his daddy's garage. He's still a very young man. But, you know, he's still in that period of time where you're like, I'm a fucking man. Treat me like a man. But it's like, what? Well, did you... I read before and I just looked up. Yeah. Uh, it's not a cover per se, but Chuck Berry did prom- a song called Promised Land. Oh. It's about uh, artists from Virginia, Chuck kind of, go yeah, to yeah. the yeah. Promised Land. But... Bruce said, so it's a ode to him, kind of. Yeah. He's, he's played it's well. darker. It's darker. He's, yeah. It's like it's a little darker than Chuck Berry's. Yeah, um, that's one of my favorite Bruce stories is when he talks about playing for Chuck Berry as a, a backup artist. And the back, he's playing guitar for Chuck Berry. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Because Chuck Berry, he would... Uh, he got he got like fucking done dirty by a promoter or somebody that was supposed to get him to a show. So that was his shtick up until his 90s. He never had somebody drive him to a show. He always drove himself to a show in a big ass Cadillac. Yeah, because he somebody like didn't pay him once or something. Yeah, Chuck Berry fucking rocked, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, all amazing. those videos like I, of him playing, like he's like, they're fucking amazing. Yeah. There's not a ton of Clarence on this on this album, but when he's there, it rips ass, dude. I want to listen to the rest of the song because this is my favorite part coming up. This is my favorite Bruce song, easily. This might be my favorite song. (laughs) Uh, So fucking good. God damn, dude. All right. So now we're going to track seven. I want to hear you. I want to know what you guys think about this. We're going to factory. To be honest, it's my least favorite song. It's normally a skip for me. I usually skip yeah. Factory. Yeah, I've uh, started trying to listen to it a little more. It's just, I don't, it's like um, trying too hard to be on the album. 
it seems <laughs> yeah. like if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like I feel like one of those other fifty he could have probably slid in there anyway. Yeah. yeah. But it fits the theme of the yeah. album. It's not you know. No, it's not bad so yeah. It makes me think of the village and hook the viscose village, how it used to be. <laughs> Everyone that lived in the village worked the factory right, right there. there. Yeah, what did they and make? They got there? paid in like Visco. Just empty. No, what did they make? Yeah, what did like they Ray? Make? It was like oh. a rayon factory or something. Yeah, yeah. Right. Some kind of that explains a lot. Chemicals or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like you. That's why Bill's so tall. You, li- yeah. <laughs> you live across the street. You come to work. We pay you in money that can only be used at this town store. <laughs> yeah. How is this legal? Don't ask. <laughs> this is like you know. This is also like probably one of the most about his dad songs you yeah know, his dad yeah, just, uh, his dad you know worked at the plastics factory fucking deafening you know probably i mean there's a regulation about yeah. hearing protection at that point it's like eh, you might go deaf i don't know don't do you want a job or not yeah definitely <sighs> all right factory you know now okay so album one had one skip on it for me Two and three, no skips. Four has a skip. Okay. How will that factor into anything? It won't. Nothing uh, means anything. Life is meaningless. Yeah. But now we're going to pick it up. Streets of Fire. Oh, yeah. Many songs of sound build yes. to him screaming. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. And you don't care We told Shannon to turn down the TV, but we can't hear a fucking thing over. <laughs> she was so fucking pissed. She was like, "I'll just go upstairs." <laughs> she was so angry, rightfully so too. She uh, got dumb working. We're in her home. <laughs> we're all fucking drinking. <laughs> Thank you. 
guess is, uh, does Bruce play all the solos on the album? It says in there Bruce is listed as lead guitar, so what I assume that I think that's who plays solos. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think all of the solos are. are him. This song rules. Yeah, it's really good. I can't wait. I was thinking earlier. You know, we're in late Feb. This is the time of year where I really, really start to miss summer. And yeah. I really want it to be. And I start thinking about summer all the time and, and being outside when it's warm and stuff. I was just thinking about being here, uh, drinking, blasting by the pool, playing cards or something. Yeah. We should play poker outside your outside table. Oh, definitely, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah that's I mean? a great idea. But yeah. And I was talking, I tweeted about this, like, oftentimes when I come here, uh, you know, in the in the daytime, I'll lock into that that beer per quarter hour pace. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're drinking light beers, you're fucking hitting one yeah. every 15 minutes. Yep. And then inevitably, it tur- it's like, well, let's get the sh- shot. Should we do a shot? Like, yeah. I was, all, I, I shot. was concerned when we bought the place that I would, like, turn into this <laughs> raging alcoholic. <laughs> but it's funny. It, like, hasn't happened at all. I've actually been really... I'm gl- really glad she talked me into moving here. Just mm-hmm. Well, I didn't need much help, obviously. It's yeah. got a fucking bar here, but... Yeah. Um, and especially in ground pool, dude. Jesus. Right now, if I didn't have this, I'd be losing my fucking mind. Right. Just, I, I have. I'm a bar fly. I love mm-hmm. bars. I go love going out to different bars. Mm-hmm. This is just one place where it ain't the same, but it's it's you know, close, close yeah. enough. It's close. Yeah. yeah. We could sit at the stool. Someone yep. could stand behind the bar. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, right now, you could, this is the only bar you know you can sit at right now. Yeah. Which is something that I like. We'll get there soon. We're getting there. Yeah, we went out, you know, last weekend for Bill's birthday. Happy belated birthday, Bill. Thank you. We love you. Yeah. 34? Yeah. It was fun. (laughs) You could could start seeing the the cracks and kind of like people, Mm -hmm. you know. I think a lot of, you know, Bill's been vaccinated, so he's... Both? Half. Yeah, the first one? Next week, yeah. How, uh, how'd you feel afterwards? Fine. Yeah. No, I... Uh, my wife, she's she had the second one last week, mm-hmm. and the next night she said she had started getting chills a little bit. Yeah, she was fine. Yeah. yeah, but her mom, she works at the hospital too, so she got her second one, and she was like completely like sick the next day. So well, yeah, uh, I've heard I've heard, I heard both. 50-50 yeah, day. yeah, yeah. When I get a flu shot, my arm hurts to lift up. Yeah, for like yeah. a day. Yeah. I've only ever gotten a couple of flu shots. Last year, I didn't get it just because it wasn't that effective. And I was like, why am I going to have my arm hurt if it's like not that great? I, just I feel, feel like I just started like a few years ago. Yeah. Before that. Was when like, they started offering it, you know, at work for free, I was like, fuck it. Whatever. I would just get it when I worked at Rite Aid because we had to get people to get flu shots or like everyone would get fired. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd be like, yeah, pump the numbers up. I, I was at fucking Acme, though, and there was a guy sitting there like, come get a flu shot. I'm like, I'm not going to be Acme. holding baloney <laughs> and getting a flu shot. I don't know why that is, but I've never been comfortable with a pharmacy. Like, I. I'm not going to go to Acme to get my... No. I don't know. It's just yeah. strange that yeah. there's a pharmacy in Acme. I don't I'm know. I'm drinking like a it. Yoo-Hoo, and I'm like, oh, yeah. you know what? I'm going to get a flu shot. And they have banks in there, too. It's like, like I'll go to the bank inside of a grocery store and then yeah. also pick it. Like, I've never done that. I've never used the inside bank uh, grocery strange. store. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how much cash they have on hand. Let's rob them. Let's get it. Let's get them. 
Now, okay, so number nine. Now, if you go see Bruce in concert, I'm going to say there's a 99.9% chance they're going to play this song. Uh, I feel like this is a absolute staple of of the live show, and it has all the uh, the uh, you know the multiple person singing into the one mic parts, yeah. and, and you know often yeah. the, they they play it out, it makes it longer. But this is, I mean, this song fucking rocks. Okay, proof. Uh, I have to start it over. Sorry, we got to get the whole thing. Got to get. It. It's <laughs> so good. We'll drive that bus to Rome from Mondorangeline to buy you a girl in a pretty dress of blue. Maybe just one kiss. We'll get this thing for you. I kiss the seal. I pray tonight. I kiss the food at all. Of videos on YouTube of this time period of this song of live and fucking Clarence is wearing like a fucking beautiful bright red suit like your shirt. Yeah. It just fucking looks so cool. <laughs> this here we go, right here. Oh my god. That might be my favorite. <laughs> so Gee, good. That's especially the beginning, I feel like it's the most danceable song uh, yeah. of the album. 
for sure for sure like if you were just getting tipsy oh yeah the girl knows the song too it comes on oh, you're like yeah. oh we're feeling good yeah there's songs on this album where like when i you know we're talking about going to bars and stuff sometimes i'll be at a bar and i'll look around and i'm like nobody here likes bruce yeah bro. and i'm yeah. like fuck them yeah. though i'm gonna play this song and yeah. even if i fucking get one of the people to go oh you know what i'll go home and this is a great song yeah. maybe listen to the album i won yeah yeah it is like like there's people that just don't like Bruce or don't click to oh, yeah. like it doesn't it, it's not part of their life at all. So. I was listening to him at work like uh, maybe two weeks ago and somebody uh, came up this the guy Chuck the ghost he came up to me <laughs> and he was like it's uh, like was he alone. He was alone. Uh, he was, was he like, talking about his service during the Civil War. I was talking to myself. I was talking to myself again. And I said, but uh, he was like, "Yeah, I like Bruce, his music, but his fucking politics." Uh, I'm, I'm like, dude, who the fuck wants to listen to fucking somebody just like singing about their fucking dog or something? Right. Sing about you know. I sing about you, motherfucker. Life. You working? Yeah, I didn't get it. Well, it's because you know people uh, look at you know whatever they get shoved in their face right once right man bruce uh during in the doc the uh the promise that we were talking about a lot uh he has one piercing in his right ear three in the left so he's very into ear piercings during that time of his yeah. life i mean he's cool he's yeah. got a bunch of bracelets on but it's great because that was Clarence was still alive when they made it, so Clarence is in the dock. It's 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 a really good watch. It's two hours and nineteen minutes, <laughs> which is yeah. long. But I mean, it's Bruce. They're like it, yeah. everything Bruce does is long. Yeah. All right. So we made it to the end here. Darkness on the edge of town. The title track. Let's play it. Let's see how we feel about it. Okay. I like it. Mm-hmm. I was saying to Tammy earlier, once karaoke is a thing again, I think I want to do this song karaoke. Oh, hell yeah. And just fucking scream the chorus. Now she's got a house up in Fairview. In a style she's trying to maintain. This snare right here. Darkness on the 
lost my mind. I lost my wife. Them things don't seem to matter much to me now. We did it. Mm-hmm. So, man, that's it's so good. Yeah. One skip on here for me, but the non-skips are so good. Yeah, man. Man, I don't bother. I just listen to it. Yeah. This is a fucking out of uh, Jersey ears of corn. Even with the skip, this is getting ten out of ten. Same Jersey sweet corns for yep. me, so good. Especially right now, as I said, I'm in my deep longing for summer. Yeah, these songs make make me feel like warm air on my skin outside at night. When I think of the album that 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 makes the band the band, it's it's this album. That's why I like agreed. It so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like locked in moving forward. Yeah. The it's East not Street all band. sunshine and rainbows, but we're going to fucking rock your face off. Right, right. It's the fucking ice maker, dude. Every night I grab my gun. I hear <laughs> that fire a while. It sounds like a fucking gremlin. So any any closing thoughts here on this album? Anything you would anything any stone left unturned? No, nah, man. I love this album. If you um have time, throw it on in your car. It's mm-hmm. great night driving music. For sure. If you're on a trip late and somebody's like assed out next to you and you're trying to just kind of have something on light to listen to, this mm-hmm. is a great one. Mm-hmm. But you might start waking him up. Yeah. It's a possibility. You I might start screaming. Screaming. He's so... Uh, it's so good. I love it. I love it. Now, we're coming to the end of the period of time where I know every song of every album. So one yeah. through four, I know every song of every album. We're moving in next month. We have The River, double album. So many songs. <laughs> A ton of songs on there I've probably never listened to. I've never listened to The River all the way through. Yeah, and that's the last concert I think we did. Was that the last then concert? We were on the, it was The River It was The tour. River Tour. He just he, didn't play. He played, uh, played Jackson Cage. Uh, yeah, or the, probably played The River. Right? No, he, he, didn't, he, didn't he didn't play, play the, the River. Yeah, he didn't play The River. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, so we're getting into the river next, which was two CDs. Okay. Four, uh, it was probably four fucking albums. But uh, it's exciting. I'm excited. Yeah, we're going to, it's going to have to be a, that's going to be probably our longest episode. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Because, yeah, yeah. Do you, are you familiar with all the songs on the river? Out of the albums that I've, you know, listened to recently, that's the album that I've been listening to more the past uh, few, like, year maybe, just because I knew it was coming up, Yeah, and it's the one I'm probably the most ignorant on. For sure, yeah, yeah. So, um, and, uh, 
it's a different sound. It's yeah. it, it's fun. I, I'm actually looking forward to listening to it more, you know, coming up, getting ready for the show. Yeah, I'm excited to get into it. Uh, Bill, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. This was so fun, Bill. We love you. You guys just made me love this album again. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad. I'm so glad. And uh, thanks, everyone at home, for listening. Um, like I said, uh, you could... You could um, for sure comment on the episode anything you want to say we'll we'll read your your comments here um yeah, uh, we love hearing from you absolutely and uh like i said homework for next month the river yeah nothing could make me happier than hearing a fan that that wasn't in the album and then if we did that for you it'll make oh. this it'll make this show worth it if we so. flip the switch for you yeah. let us know please please but yeah and if you have any memories of darkness on the edge of town either when it came out or listening to it later please let us know we, we then, love yeah, that show. knowing that the river's coming up if you have any experiences yeah. with that show please please hit yeah. us up we want to hear know. about it let us know about the river but so that's that's gonna do it for us here on the secret garden thank you for listening and as always free bruce he did nothing wrong and uh we'll see you in march which is basically spring we're getting there folks yeah all right we love you guys bye love you Knocking